The Growing Destinations podcast is brought to you by Experience Rochester. Learn more about Minnesota's third largest city, which is home to Mayo Clinic and features wonderful recreational and entertainment opportunities by visiting experiencerochestermn.com. Our number one reason we're here is Mayo Clinic. And I think the biggest blessing that many of us who work downtown take away is just the reality of of being next to the number one hospital, people's stories, the healing powers of the Mayo Clinic. Every single day we get to hear about something, some miraculous cure, some new treatment plan, or just the way that Mayo sets a new course for so many people and how many lives it's changed. I think the most rewarding thing is listening to people leave happy or as they're dining, you can hear the the chatter about how amazing the space is or how the food is, and I just enjoy it. Welcome to the Growing Destinations podcast, where we take a deep dive into destination development and focus on a wide range of topics from tourism and entertainment to economic development and entrepreneurism and much more. I'm your host, Bill Von Bank. For the past 25 years, Victoria's has been a staple in the dining scene in downtown Rochester, Minnesota. Located around the corner from Mayo Clinic, it's popular among the clinic's patients. Along with family members, Natalie Victoria founded the Italian-inspired restaurant in 1997. Now, the next generation of the Victoria family is joining the ranks of restaurateurs. Natalie's son Jordan and niece Nadia recently opened a sister restaurant, Sorolina's, in Rochester. Natalie and Nadia join me today to discuss their tight family bond, their passion for food and serving people. Natalie and Nadia Victoria, welcome to the Growing Destinations podcast. Thank you and thanks for having us. There's a history in Rochester of a restaurant called Victoria's. Natalie, can you tell us about yourself and the opening of Victoria's 25 years ago? It was very much of a happenstance of how we arrived in Rochester. I met my husband when I was a college student who needed a summer job. My father wanted uh, me to work at a company called Pioneer Metalcraft. It was a metal fabrication company. The hours would be 6 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. with steel-toed boots and all that kind of hard labor that goes along with it. And I decided to try out serving. So I applied at a restaurant that was right up the street from the university called Victoria's. And that is how I met my husband, Sid. And then in terms of your restaurant in Rochester, Minnesota, tell us about that. We married a few years later and um, started a family. And he was still operating the restaurant. I was still in college. And my dad went golfing with some friends of his that uh, lived in Rochester They worked at IBM. One of them had a building in downtown Rochester, which is the Breckenridge building. And a restaurant had just gone out of business and he was looking for a tenant. And that conversation kind of spearheaded how we arrived in town. And Nadia's father and mother were also involved in the restaurant business. And we partnered with them and moved here in August of 97. And you have... Such a great restaurant. It, it, it's so iconic to Rochester, Minnesota. When you started that restaurant and, and you look ahead to 25 years, you must have some great pride in, in knowing that it, it serves a community. It serves patients at Mayo Clinic. It, it's such a, a driver to economic development and, and commerce in the community. Did you ever think about that when you started a restaurant? Oh, absolutely not. You know, I mean, I was 25, I think. I had zero knowledge about the restaurant business. 
But, you know, we were surrounded by great people. I mean, you know, Nadia had her parents were here. My dad was involved heavily in it, my husband. And we also had really great staff. I mean, you're only as good as the people that you work with. So I think that that was one of the keys to our success. And, you know, we just kept going. I mean, it was not always pretty and it was not always, I guess, fun. But, you know, we just kept going. And here we are 25 years later. The next generation of Victoria's is with us as well. Nadia, welcome. And you are the niece to Natalie and under Natalie and also the watchful eyes of your parents, you grew up in the restaurant industry, obviously, and now you have the opportunity to operate your own. Can you tell us about your restaurant? Soralina's just opened up uh, two months ago. In Rochester. In Rochester. And it's a spinoff of Victoria's Restaurant. It's a little sister is what Soralina's means with kind of a modern twist on the uh, traditional Victoria's Italian restaurant. And your cousin, Natalie's son, Jordan, is also your business partner. Correct. How does that work when cousins collide in the restaurant business? It's actually going great. Jordan and I had, uh, grew up together. We're like, he's like my little brother. We have, we've always had a great relationship and we continue with that. We're getting along great. That's awesome. And what are your roles? Front of house, back of house? How does that play out between you and Jordan? Yeah, I'm front of the house and Jordan's back of the house. And then we kind of connect, talk about things and go about our ways. Little sister to Victoria's. Tell us about the things that are the same and tell us about some of the unique new twists that maybe you can only get at Sorlina's. We kept a lot of the traditional pasta dishes and those are one of the top sellers too. People love their traditional Victoria's. We also have a lot more pizzas and some fun and different pizzas that you wouldn't typically see. And then we have like a warm Brussels sprout salad that's excellent. Um, we have a uh, Sorlina salad uh, that's my favorite. It's got a caper vinaigrette that's delicious. This is your first opportunity to run a restaurant. Can you tell us about that? Is it stressful, intimidating, fun, all of the above? definitely all of the above different days different scenarios it brings out all sorts of different emotions natalie victoria's is right around the corner from the famed mayo clinic the number one hospital in the u.s seven years running i might add how important is the mayo clinic customer to your business Oh, absolutely our number one reason we're here is mayo clinic and i think the biggest blessing that many of us who work downtown take away is just the reality of of being next to the number one hospital, people's stories, the healing powers of the Mayo Clinic. Every single day we get to hear about something, some miraculous cure, some new treatment plan, or just the way that Mayo sets a new course for so many people and how many lives it's changed. But we rely heavily on that patient base, 100%. I mean, I think at one time we did a study and it was 75, 25. So during the week, it's you know 75% you know, clinic oriented. And I'm curious, uh, you, you have such a pulse on your customer. Can you predict pretty well week to week based on the Mayo Clinic customer as well as maybe there's some outliers, but generally you can kind of get a pulse on, on your business flow? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think to the everyday average person, you know, Friday, Saturday would be to them, you know, maybe a restaurant's busier evenings. And for being downtown, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are definitely the clinic's 
I think they have the highest patient levels. So yeah, we, it's, we are directly benefited from that. And then the weekends, it really helps when there are things going on, you know, at the civic center and, um, with events downtown. I know we recently had the night market here in Rochester and that was really helpful for a lot of businesses. It brings people downtown. Natalie, in terms of your customer base as well, I'm, I'm curious, do you see a lot of repeat, whether it's from Mayo Clinic or just in general? And do your customers somewhat become part of your family? We do. We do see a lot of repeat business. And I think that that's one of the the most rewarding aspects of our job is um, you see people that, you know, sadly, they're here for, you know, a little bit longer period of time. But you also see people that maybe haven't been back in seven years or five years or four years. In fact, you know, just last month, we had um, a couple that was here 12 years ago, uh, and they remembered where they sat in the restaurant. And yeah, and you get people who they tell us that they make their, you know, Mayo Clinic appointments around, you know, dining at the restaurant. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but it you know, <laughs> makes you feel good. <laughs> so yeah, it is. They become, they become our family. And, you know, we're, we are as a family, you know, Nadia's family and our family, you know, we have a connectability, I think, that helps us with everybody. We, we just like to be involved in, whether it's our employees' lives or our patients' and our customers' lives. But yeah, we just like to be a part of it. Nadia, I know your restaurant is so new. It's beautiful. I'm so excited to see Thank you. the patio as it comes to life. But I'm curious, just in, in your short start as from opening, what are you learning and, and what are you learning about your customer? What are you learning about the food that you're serving? Do you have some quick learnings just being open recently? It's definitely a lot more than I anticipated. And every day you learn new things. But it's almost I like putting a puzzle together, yeah. I think, too. In a lot and of every ways. day is so different, yeah. too. Yeah. There's a new challenge yeah. every day. <laughs> well, you, you have great teachers. Yeah. How, how are your parents? How's Natalie? Um, what's their influence like in terms of you and Jordan operating this restaurant? It's your baby. What kind of influence have they had on, on the business? Well, they're great. They just kind of let us figure it out. But if you ever have any questions, you can call them, you can ask them, and they're always going to be there to help answer whatever question you have. I want to talk about the COVID pandemic. You, you can't ignore it. And certainly, Natalie, from your standpoint, it's 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 impacted your business for two plus years, I imagine. How has the impact of COVID forced any changes to your business or brought about new opportunities? You know, one of the largest changes I think restaurants have felt is the demand of takeout. I think the the DoorDash and some of these third-party delivery services, we have an online ordering that has, I mean, I think it's up four times of what it was up, you know, pre-pandemic. I think the habit people have had of picking up food and taking it home has kind of stayed into play. I will say that this summer we've rebounded quite a bit more than anticipated as far as dine-in as well, but we have a huge patio. So, you know, that is beautiful patio. Yep. It is a great patio. So that is, yeah, that has definitely been full all summer. So people are comfortable eating outside and they are getting more comfortable dining in too. Do you think the pent up demand too has generated the the need to get out and dine versus takeout or delivery? I do. For some people, I do. I also realize that I think takeout is going to be the reality for many people in their, in, you know, the unforeseen future. I know I have some family members that they still don't dine out. We're just fortunate that we have that aspect too. And I know Sorlina's probably has as well. It might be a little bit easier to slide in to pick up to go food over there than it probably is <laughs> over by us. But yeah, I think that whole takeout is, I would have to imagine it would be a national, nationwide trend. Nadia, I know you're opening as COVID, hopefully the impact of COVID is subsiding a bit, but how has COVID impacted your ability to open the restaurant or did supply chain become a bigger issue for you? Yeah, I'd say that we had a 
big supply chain issue with trying to get the business started, dealt with a lot of back ordering and even with the food and the liquor, bourbons we can't get right now, things like that. Part of the construction issues, I think, too, is that when you had the labor and the subcontracts hired to do the work and then, you know, we don't have the actual materials to do it. And then by the time they arrive, you know, they have already have pre-committed to other jobs. So that's a little bit too what you're running into. But yeah, I mean, all we can do is just kind of move forward. And Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we've been blessed so far with it. It's been two months now, I think. Congratulations. Are there lessons learned or some key takeaways from the pandemic that influence your business decisions moving forward? I think you reevaluate the COVID pandemic. It feels like it was forever ago when it was just, you know, it was, I mean, we're still a little bit in it. It's been, you know, two and a half years. And I think, you know, people's mind, our mindsets anyway, I mean, you have, you feel different things on different days and, but I think it's really opened our eyes to just how quickly the course can change um, as far as people's dining habits. We are an industry that you are relying on people who have you who have discretionary income. I mean, let's face it, we are a dining out industry. And so when, you know, things happen nationwide trends, I mean, you're always kind of hoping that, you know, you can kind of slide through that next trend. But, you know, when you have a pandemic such as this, it just, I don't know if there's any way you could predict for it, but it, it, yeah, it really kind of opens your eyes to how fragile, fragile, you know, you can be. Nationwide, it's a tough labor market for the hospitality industry. How are your businesses dealing with the shortage of staff? No, we've been blessed. We did have a slow start when we were looking for positions right at the beginning. We were holding a couple job fairs and it was slow. But once we hired a few people, they brought friends with them that maybe they weren't happy at their jobs. And then slowly we had a full staff and I'm still getting applications now. So for myself, that feels rewarding. I think people like this space and they're like, oh, that looks like a fun environment. Or people that work there are enjoying their job and sending more people my way. Absolutely. I think, you know, we do a great job of, you know, hopefully trying to hire people that fit with, I guess, our core beliefs and value service. And we've been blessed with really good help and help that has we've been able to retain too. As I have dined at both of your places and I walk into Victoria's and I love the vintage feel and I love the homey feel and it it just, it's warm. And as I walk into Sorolina's, I love the modern and sleek look. Specifically to Sorolina's, tell us why you chose to go down that path and the look you have. It's it's beautiful. Thank you. Besides just... I guess being younger and that's just kind of what Jordan and I have the same vision. Like we had the same vision for like food, for drinks and just in what the times that we're in right now, it's just what Jordan and I. And they have done all of this themselves. In fact, Nadia has, you know, chosen all of the, the colors and the fabrics and the paints and um, even down to the China wear. So yeah, she's really made some bold decisions and, and, and it's really, <laughs> but she's done a fantastic job and we do share a similar taste, I think, in, yes, we do. in some of the styles that are reflected over there. But uh, yeah, I think it's just exciting for them to kind of take maybe what they view as, you know, old and, um, or traditional would be a better word, I think for Victoria's because it's, you know, been around for 20 years and it's kind of that nostalgic institution where they can, you know, freshen it up a little bit. But like you said, people love that still, you know, if you want to go to your traditional homey warm, like you said, they'll continue to go to Victoria's. If you want something fun and new and a little different, then you're going to go to Sorolina's. (laughs) 
Or in my case, I go to both. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we love that. Natalie, as a successful restaurateur for the past 25 years, and you look at family, the next generation opening up Sorolinas, do you have to bite your tongue at times? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't ever bite my tongue. It's funny. I Sometimes I might have to, you know, take a breath and go, okay, but uh, it's all worked out. And they have had so much time they have spent at Victoria's. In fact, Nadia has done all of our food ordering and all of our liquor ordering and scheduling and back of the house, front of the house. So she um, and Jordan as well spent many, a couple years in the kitchen since the pandemic came about uh, with my husband, that they are more than skilled to handle this endeavor. And I do think too, you know, our rocks inside the restaurant would be my husband, Sid and Nadia's dad, Sam, um, and even her mom, Lourdes, they are probably not as seen. You know, I don't, don't think people realize um, the role that they play and how they really are the ones that make this operation go. A family affair. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What advice would both of you give to anyone wanting to open a restaurant today? You're obviously doing it in real time, Nadia, so maybe we'll start with you. I would just say you can try to prepare for it as much as you think you're prepared. Every day there's a new curveball, but you're just, if that's your passion, go with it. Natalie? I agree 100%. It's not for everybody. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. You have to like to want to work. Um, you have to be able to, like Nadia said, you know, dodge the curveballs thrown at you. But it is definitely a rewarding business for sure. It's one that had you told me 25, 30 years ago that I'd be doing this, I never, ever would have believed you. But yeah, here I am and it's worked out. Any fun stories to share? Natalie, obviously 25 years, you've probably seen it all. Anything that jumps out? There's always those stories. In fact, sometimes I think I should have written a journal. Or, you know, <laughs> I always We always joke as at the restaurant, too. We've gone through so much staff in 25 years, and some of our staff has even been with us all those 25 years, and they always say we should have had a yearbook of people, you know, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? But there are always kind of um, funny stories. A lot of them are unique to the restaurant industry, too, and we always try to be careful that, you know, we're not picking on, on guests per se, but mm-hmm. yeah, there definitely are some, um, just with the general public, you know. Natalie, in addition to Victoria's, you have expanded your business enterprise and are a partner with another restaurant in Rochester, which I believe has also expanded uh, to a couple locations. So can you tell us about you, Natalie, the entrepreneur in Rochester, Minnesota? I do co-own the Tap House with my business partner, Christine Stahl. We had met through our kids, went to primary school together uh, here in Rochester, and she, uh, we bought the Kennedy Building on Historic 3rd in 2012, and we opened the Tap House, uh, which is a craft beer bar, so 50 taps. That had expanded in 2015 when the uh, restaurant that was adjacent to us decided to not renew their lease, and so we added a kitchen. And then in 2020, March of 2020, actually two weeks before the pandemic, we opened the Tap House West End off on Commerce Drive. That has been there just, yeah, two and a half years. Christine runs the day-to-day operations over at the Tap House West. Um, and then we kind of both share duties kind of at the downtown location. But we have also have great staff there. So it kind of is a little well-oiled machine, I like to say, but not always. <laughs> <laughs> it is a restaurant industry. It is, all. yeah. <laughs> What's most rewarding about your jobs, Nadia? I think the most rewarding thing is listening to people leave happy or as they're dining, you can hear the the chatter about how amazing the space is or how the food is. And I just enjoy it. So, so rewarding. I agree. The people, a hundred percent, the people. Mm-hmm. 
being downtown in Rochester and having those Mayo Clinic stories, I think, is the highlight highlight of, I don't think it's only the highlight of my day, but I think also reflects the highlight of everyone on our staff's day, too. I can see and feel the passion of what you both do at your restaurants and for Rochester, Minnesota. So first of all, thank you for that. Thank you for being our guests on Growing Destinations Podcast. And best of luck to another 25 years for Victoria's and many, <laughs> many you. for you at Soralina's. <laughs> thank you. It's been great to have you both. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Growing Destinations Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Experience Rochester. Find out more about Rochester, Minnesota and its growing arts and culture scene, its international culinary flavors, and award-winning craft beer by visiting experiencerochestermn.com.